Welcome to Action Chapel International. We are one church in many locations worldwide. We are so excited that you took the time to join us today to feed on God's word and to enrich your spirit. We know that your life will never be the same. Now please join us for this powerful message. With your hands lifted up all over this nation, across the nations of the world, we have come from different works of life. We come from different experience, upbringings, needs and culture and tribes. On the account of the blood that Jesus shed for the remission of sins, we have come heavily Father. And as never before, we need you. We need you to renew your mercies. We need renewing of mercies. We need new mercies. To be extended to us, our families and our loved ones, this house, our nation, the nations of the world and the continents of this world, that we may experience new messages. Grant us this day the grace so needed, so necessary. Let grace abound. Let mercy triumph over errors and judgments. Let the blood of Jesus speak, avail and intervene on our behalf. Let the blood of Jesus intervene on the behalf of this house, our nation, the future of our sons and our daughters and our loved ones. Let the blood of Jesus intervene. Let the blood silence the voice of our adversaries and our accusers. Let the blood of Jesus dismiss the effects of the errors of the past, the errors of yesterday. Taluka tu walahas se lakunda wasakin pesutu luku wasian de faluta kadahasi bahad. Oh, the blood of Jesus! Let the blood silence their voice of our past and of every adversary and accuser. Let the blood of Jesus correct the errors, the mistakes, and the ignorance of the past and of your people. We pray in the name of Jesus that a new day will dawn in the lives of all your people in this house and across the nations. Yesterday is gone. Another day has come. Do something new. Yesterday is gone, another day has come. Yeah,
Please be seated. your blood from self-committed sins. Let the blood cleanse. Let the blood justify. Let the blood sanctify. The name of Jesus. Show us thy glory O Lord. Show us thy glory the new of heaven Amen. We have been talking about the Holy Spirit and the manifestations of the Spirit. We've dealt with the word of knowledge and We've been dealing with the word of wisdom. We talked about the person of the Holy Spirit and our need of him. And the fact that when he comes, he will show us things to come, advance knowledge. And he's our teacher who reminds us of all things. He's our guide. And we dwelled on the word of wisdom for some time. And we talked about the necessity and the importance of the word of wisdom and the fact that the word of wisdom deals with events or matters of the future. Whilst the word of knowledge deals with the events and matters of the past and the now, we also talked about the gift of prophecy, how that speaks to exaltation, comfort, and edification. And the fact that the gift of prophecy does not foretell or reveal the future. And the descending of spirit gives you and I the ability to see into the realms of the spirit. Others call it the third eye. 
but it's the gate way into the spirit that allows us to see and to identify the spirit manifesting behind a particular manifestation and that no one has the gift of this no one has the gift of discernment but it is the gift of the discerning of spirits and that it is not the discerning of evil spirit but it is the discerning of spirits plural so it discerns good spirit and evil spirits and it is not the gift of suspicion or the gift of finding fault or the gift of accusation or the gift of being critical of people or the gift of monitoring people is the gift of the discerning of spirits. I realize that through the understanding of scripture as a student of prophecy, there are times where we need to have a better understanding and appreciation for what God is saying through the Holy Spirit. The Bible says, let him that have ears to hear, hear what the Holy Spirit is saying to the churches. And I want to make a little shift, even though some of the things I'm about to talk about is still part of the subject of the word of wisdom because the word of wisdom reveals events that are to come or yet to come. I believe that prophetically on God's timetable, we are in the season of restoration. And the fact that it's written does not mean it's going to happen until we put him in remembrance and declare what is written. What is written does not enforce itself. It takes students of prophecies, sons and daughters of Issachar, ones that have understanding of the times. The Bible talks about the fact that there is time for everything under the sun. Ecclesiastes, the third chapter. A time to be born and a time to die. A time to plant and a time of harvest. A time to tear down and a time to build. A time for war and a time for peace. God has set times and seasons to fulfill every purpose upon the earth. If you are traveling, you have your visa and your passport and ticket. On an international flight, you have to be at the airport two hours before time. You have to keep to time. Other than that, you could miss your flight. I pray that you and I will not miss our visitation. That this house and our nation and generation will not miss our timing. Because everything is controlled by time. And I believe that we are in a season and in a time of restoration. Where God is about 
to restore all things according to his original intent that so much has happened and gone wrong that God according to the multitudes of his tender mercies in this season is about to turn the tables in our favor. It's about to restore our lost fortunes and our stolen goods. According to the Hebrew calendar, 2020 was the year of opening the mouth and declaring. And yet, the adversary brought a counter declaration and made it a year of silencing our voice by putting on a mask that we are still putting on or wearing. It became a year where we couldn't open our mouth and we couldn't speak and we couldn't shout because the adversary understood the importance and the significance of opening our mouth and making a proclamation. 2021 is the cycle of three sevens. And we are, we've come into June and from June to the end of the year, we are within the end of the third cycle of the three sevens. And seven is the end of a cycle. If you look at 2007, and if you're a student of history and prophecy, and you look at the events of the world on the political scene and calendar of nations, from Israel to the nation of the United States, and all across the nations of our world, from Asia to the Middle East to North America and to the continent of Africa, there was a shaking on the political and economic scene. And if you study and look at the nation of Israel, there have been shakings going on since 2007. It continued to 2014, and from 2014 to 2020, this pandemic, coronavirus swept across nation coast to coast from continent to continent brought nations to their knees bankrupt nations and economies of the world and men and women realized for the first time that that which we have look up to sought for lean on did not have what it takes to give us what we needed in this great time of great need. As it is written, a man's life does not consist by the abundance of things that he possesses. Men and women all across the continents of the world with deep pockets who had money, lands, property, Great investment, resources, access, influence. 
relevance, connections. Realize for the first time that no amount of money can buy breath. No investment, no connection, no political connection, power or influence could buy breath. Men and women cried all across nations in different hospitals and medical centers. Science failed. Innovation could not save lives. Money could not buy breath. And men and women cried. And it was one sound we heard across the nation. Can't breathe. I can't breathe. I can't breathe. I can't breathe. I can't breathe. And men and women, old and young, rich and poor, black and white, died. They died for the lack of breath. It wasn't the lack of money or the lack of power or prestige or position or connection. It was the lack of breath. And people realize for the first time but that money has limitations. That power has expiry date. That even life has expiry date. That everything we seek for, we yearn for, we kill for, we covet and fight and scheme to take, to have, to possess, to own, all has expiry date. That there come a time in all of our lives that what matters the most is our relationship with Yahweh. It's our relationship with God which we ignore. We ignore that when it is well with us. We ignore him. We get so busy, carried and driven by wealth, by money, by buying and purchasing and selling and goods and connection and power and relevance and we think we have arrived and we have it all and have no time for the creator. We're excited about the creation and we pay no attention to the creator. We worship the provision and not the provider. We go after the healing and not the healer. And there come a time in all of our lives when we realize that what matters the most, ladies and gentlemen, is not the Rolex watches and the latest cars and the houses we build and, and the lands we purchase and the secret investments and accounts and, and the vindictiveness and the people we hurt and offend and afflict and show them that we are powerful or we have power. All those don't count. Because there come a time when all is sinking sound. And like Charles Dickens said, these are the worst of times and yet the best of times. Times of foolishness. Foolishness. And yet a time of wisdom. A time of darkness. One hand, you see darkness, and yet on the other hand, a time of light. A time of having nothing, and yet a time of having everything. 
Today, I'm going to shift a little bit to make declaration that we have come into a season of restoration. That God is about to restore his church, his own, his people, and them that trust in him and believe in him. In the book of Isaiah 43, and from the 25th to the 26th verse, I want us to look at it here. I, even I, I am he. I, even I, am he that blotteth out thy transgression for my own sake. God said, I'm going to overlook your transgressions, not because of any righteousness of your own, but for my own sake. I'm doing it for my sake, not for your sake. I will pity you. I'll show you mercy. So you can have mercy on others. For my own sake. Because of my own purpose and agenda. I will blot out your transgression. I'll make sure there is nothing held or used against you. For my sake I'll do it. Go ahead. And will not remember thy sins. And God said I'm not going to remember the errors and the mistakes of the past. And whatever you did wrong, I'll not remember. Go ahead. Put me in remembrance. He said, even though I promise, and even though it is written that these are the things I will do, I still inquire of you, and I need you to put me in remembrance. Because what I've said is not just going to happen until you put me in remembrance, and you do something about what I've said. Go ahead. Let us plead together. He said, I need you to reason with me. Declare thou. That thou mayest be justified. I need you to declare or to proclaim upon the tops of the mountains, across the communities and the nations of the world. Proclaim it, make it known, say it loud that I, the Lord your God, has promised, and I will do it as you put me in remembrance and proclaim it. It shall be done because it does not happen unto someone proclaims. Or declares it. The laws of Ghana on their own are not powerful. The laws don't enforce themselves. It's the law enforcement agents that enforces the law. I thank God that Aya is with us. It's important that we don't despise the next generation. It's critical that we pay attention to the next generation because they are the next potential leaders of tomorrow. And we need to give everything we have to them so that they can have a better tomorrow than you and I. Now praying that we won't miss it and the next generation will miss it. If we don't do something and stop being greedy and selfish. If we don't stop thinking of ourselves and focus on him and on the next generation, I don't know if there will ever be a place of refuge for our kids, our grandchildren and their children in their generation. If there will ever be a place where they can run to as a house of prayer for all nations to seek God and refuge. We are living thinking 
of ourselves, holding, holding back, denying God's house of resources given to us for the benefits of the cause of Christ and humanity. When we withhold what is given to us for the benefit of others, we attract a curse. And that is the problem across Africa and the nations where few people withhold and they take so much from everybody and live pretty at the expense of the sufferings of the masses and use power to settle scores and become vindictive and despise everyone and seek to scheme, to hurt, to kill, to discredit, to implicate, and to devise the hurt and demise of others. But it's a matter of time. Because to everything, there is an end to everything. And I declare at the end of all things are coming. The end of injustice is coming. Yea, watch, watch Israel, watch America from this day, from this week. Watch the changes on the political scene from Israel to America and watch Ghana in this seventh month to the end of this month. Seven is the end of a cycle and something is about to shift. There is coming a restoration. There is coming a change in the atmosphere and God will cause the proud, the proud to know their place and men will know that the heavens do rule in the affairs of men. If we don't declare what heaven has spoken as the sons of Issachar who had understanding of the times if we lack understanding of the times as it is written my people are destroyed for the lack of knowledge we cannot be ignorant we can't be ignorant we must understand what is the time spiritually where are we what is God's agenda Zacharias 10:1. the Bible said ask ye of the Lord or demand of the Lord reign in the time of the latter reign not before, not after, but in the time of the latter rain, ask ye of the Lord, rain. These are the days to petition heaven. These are the days to demand of the Lord that we experience the floodgates of heaven. Let the floodgates of heaven be open and let it rain. Let it rain. The rain of his glory. The reign of mercy and grace and favor. Let it reign. The reign of justice against injustice. In the land and in high places, let it reign. To do that, I want to title the message, The God of Restoration. The God you and I serve, ladies and gentlemen, is a God of Restoration. He's a God that always comes back to the scene to bring you and I in alignment with original intent. So many of us and nations and churches have gone 
out of alignment but I pray that on the account of the blood of the lamb as you hear the sound of my voice that you and your house and your family and everything that concerns you and our churches and our nations will come into divine alignment and in compliance with heaven's demand on all of our lives if you agree put your hands together say yes To build my case, I want us to look at 2 Kings, the 8th chapter, reading from the first to the 6th verse, 2 Kings, the 8th chapter. Then spake Elisha unto the woman, whose son he had restored to life, saying, Arise, and go thou and thine household, and sojourn wheresoever thou canst sojourn. For the Lord hath called for a famine. And it shall also come upon the land seven years. Underline the word seven years. The end of a cycle. And the woman arose and did after the saying of the man of God. And she went with her household and sojourned in the land of the Philistines seven years. Underline the word again, seven years again. And it came to pass at the end, at the seven years end, that the woman returned out of the land of the Philistines. Underline the word, another seven years. Three cycles of seven years. And she went forth to cry unto the king for her house and for her land. And the king talked with Gehazi, the servant of the man of God, saying, Tell me, I pray thee, all the great things that Elisha hath done. And it came to pass as he was telling the king how he had restored a dead body to life, that behold, the woman whose son he had restored to life, cried to the king for her house and for her land. And Gehazi said, My lord, O king, this is the woman, and this is her son, whom Elisha restored to life. And when the king asked the woman, she told him. So the king appointed unto her a certain officer, saying, Restore all that was hers, and all the fruits of the field, since the day that she left the land, even until now. The, the, the interesting thing here is, ladies and gentlemen, that the king did not ask the servant of the man of God to tell him of the wonders of God that was performed by the prophet Elisha. He didn't ask him that. He asked him on the seventh year. At the end of the cycle of famine, he understood something. And even if he did not, he did ask the servant, tell me of the wonders that God did through your master as his servant. And the servant began to tell the story. To the king on the seventh year at the end of the cycle of famine when the cycle has ended and it was a day and a season of a new beginning and a new day the interesting thing about this story is Gehazi who was telling this story was cursed and he became a leopard look at Look at this scripture. 2 Kings chapter 5, verse 27. 
The leprosy therefore of Naaman shall cleave unto thee and unto thy seed forever. And he went out from his presence a leper as white as snow. This is why all of us must endeavor to have a relationship with God. Because the man of God had pronounced leprosy on Gehazi. If you take your time to read the whole chapter 5. And so he became a leper in his house. Leprosy cleaved unto him. He left the presence of the man of God a leper. But because heaven had need of him, I pray that God will have need of you. And that on the day that God has need of you, it doesn't matter what case and what situation you and your family finds yourself in, that it will be reversed for you to fulfill the need God has of you. Put your hands together. Say yes. Though he was a leper, because heaven had need of him to be part of history, in reversing the curse of the seven years of famine on the land and that he was needed to tell the story. God needs you to tell the story. God needs your testimony. He needs your testimony. And because he needs your testimony and he needs my testimony, he will spare us not because of our righteousness, but because he needs you and I to perform a duty. And God help you and help me. If we use that moment of mercy for something that profits just us and ignore the cause of Christ and humanity. He was a leopard, but he was needed. There was no way the ten lepers were cleansed outside of the gates. The four lepers were outside of the gates. Lepers were not allowed to come into the city. There was no way he could stand before the king if he wasn't cleansed. Now the Bible didn't tell us what happened and how he was cleansed, but we understand that he stood before the king and he told the king the story and the wonders of old and all that God had done through the man of God. And while he was telling the story, on the seventh year appeared the woman. She had come before the king to plead for her possessions of which she left everything. Hey, there come a time when you will leave everything. You can't carry anything with you. When you come to funerals, you see men and women lying in their casket. They can't speak. Their watches are not with them. When you go to have a surgery or operation, you are naked. You are stripped naked. They bring you a, a little plastic bag to say, put your watch, your rings, and all your jewelries in there. And it is taken away from you. And you go in naked. None of your bank accounts and your houses and, and everything. Nobody and nothing. You go in alone. Your wife and your husband. No one, no one is allowed to come with you. You go in alone in the hands of strangers. And they knock you out. And you don't know where you are. And yet we boast. 
And yet we are arrogant. And yet we threaten the life of others. And yet we use power. And yet we deploy connections and influence to devise the demise and the hurt and the destructions of others. What is wrong with you? Don't you realize that there will come a time when all that power and influence that you use for evil, you'll be held accountable. Use what you have for good. You know, a man was dying, a very wealthy man, and when he was dying, he wasn't saved, he wasn't a Christian. And he said to his son, he said, I'm handing over my business to you. And he said, there'll be difficult times. And any time you face difficulty in the business, take some money and go and give it to the church and let the church pray for you. And this was a man who was not saved. I have people and I know friends who are not Christians. And every now and then when we are having conventions and programs, they will send an offering and say, Papa, please pray for me. Bless my business. And they are not believers. They understand that whoever gives and helps the cause of Christ is always qualifying for a blessing. So, here was Gehazi, who was a leper. He was cleansed because God had need of his voice. God had need of his services. May heaven have need of you. May heaven have need and use of you and I. And God went to every extent to reverse the curse of leprosy. That was supposed to cleave unto him. And he stood in the courts of the king. And the woman came and pleaded. And the servant of the man of God said, King, your excellency, this is the woman I was telling you about. And this is the son that was raised from the dead. And the woman told her story. And the king said, restore her house. Her house here represents her family. There is coming restoration of families. Our sons and our daughters are coming back home. There is coming wholeness and healing of families. Put your hands together and say yes. When the man of God said, Sejan, leave the land and go to any country you want to for seven years. That was the word of wisdom in operation. He was revealing events to come. And after seven years, she came back home. And the king appointed an officer. May the Lord appoint one that will favor your cause. May an angel be appointed on your behalf. May an officer be appointed on your behalf by the king that shall favor you and I. An officer was appointed. To favor her. And the king said, restore her house. Restore her family. And not just her house, but her field. Her field represents her business. Her investments. Her, her money. Possession. May your business be restored. May your finances be restored. 
May your field be restored. And you see, it went beyond restoration to the place of divine compensation. And the king said, don't just restore, but go beyond restoration. Every harvest that she should have had for the seven years that she did not have since she left the land. Go back. Backdate it. Carry it forward. And give her all the harvest of the seven years she was denied of. Restore and compensate. I proclaim that we have come into a season of restoration and compensation that you will not just be restored, but you are about to be compensated. If you believe it, put your hands together and shout, Lord, I believe. Lord, I believe. The reason why I'm preaching it, declaring it, and teaching it is because it's not going to happen until it is proclaimed. And that's why I'm proclaiming it. The Bible said they went everywhere preaching the word and the Lord working with them, confirming his word with signs following. As this word is proclaimed, let heaven confirm his word. Let God make his decrees accordingly. Let there be restoration and restitution among us across the land and across the nations and the continents of our world from family to family, from jurisdiction to jurisdiction. Yea, let there be restoration and let there be divine compensations. The woman was favored not because she was a woman of great substance. She wasn't one that depended on her substance. She had access. She had influence. She had a relationship with the king, but she didn't go about boasting of her connection with the king. She had great substance. She used her substance to advance the ministry, the work of God, the house of God. She held the servant of God or the man of God to fulfill and perform his duty. As a result of that, she was barren and the man of God pronounced a blessing and she had a child. When she had what she never had before, she didn't become prideful, boastful. She maintained her connection with the man of God. One of the problems among us, Christians and the church, is this. When we get blessed, when God favors us, when we come into prominence, power, relevance, wealth and money, we disconnect from our source. We despise our source. We don't pay attention anymore to what made us. We get excited about the provision and we ignore the provider. We are excited about the blessing and we want nothing to do with the blesser. We love the healing, but we don't want anything to do with the healer. We are excited about what we have and we forget the source. 
But this woman was different. She had what she never had. She had what money could not buy. Life, a son, a man child. She maintained her relationship with the man of God. And when what she never had before was in crisis and the son died, because she had maintained relationship with the man of God, she was able to go to the source of the blessing and said, man of God, I have a problem with a blessing that you gave to me. And the son that had died was restored unto life because of her relationship with the man of God. I pray that in the time and the hour of your breakthrough and of your blessings, you will not forget your source. The Christian faith is the holy faith and religion that when we get blessed, our blessings and our wealth and our money and resources is withheld. We hold it back from God and our faith. Other religions are not like that. All they have and they own belongs to their faith and their God. For us, is our 10% and our offerings, and after that, we think everything else is ours. No, none of us came into this world with anything, and truly we will return with nothing. We are trustees. We hold in trust everything we have. We are stewards of everything and possessors of nothing. That's who we are. Everything we have, we hold in trust. It's his. It's not just an offering or 10% or whatever. It's everything. He requires everything. And our life is precious than possessions. We can trust him with our life. We ought to be able to trust him with material things. And the woman went into another land. For seven years, she could not carry her field. She couldn't carry her houses and investments. One day, everyone here will also leave. The cars, the houses, the buildings, the land, the investment, the rulers' watches, the influence, everything will be left behind. We won't carry anything with us. We returned naked as we came. And there was something that Solomon, the wisest man that ever lived, said in Ecclesiastes chapter 2, from verse 19 to 20. I quoted it yesterday. Very, very interesting scripture where he said that I don't know. And he said, I hated this. Look, look at it. Eight, 18 and 19. Yea, I hated all my labor, which I have taken under, taken under the sun. He said, there came a time, there came a time, there came a time that I regretted. Yeah, I and I hated my labor. all that I have worked for yeah. and acquired. Listen. Because I should leave it unto the man that shall be after me. He said, I'm going to leave it. It's all going to be left behind. I can't take them with me. And he said, someone else is going to come and inherit it. And who knoweth? He's going to go to someone else. And listen to what he said. Look at his And concept. who knoweth whether he shall be a wise man or a fool? 
He said, he said, who knows whether the one that comes after me and inherit me will be wise or a fool and he was a fool. Rehoboam, he was a fool. He fooled and fooled. Yeah, he fooled. When the people of the land came and said, King, Mr. President, the taxes are too heavy for us. The taxes are too high. Lower the taxes so we can work hard and pay our taxes. Let the business flow. It's tough. It's hard. It's difficult. He went to the elders of his father who ruled with the father. And the elders said to him, what the people say is wise. They are right. Lower the taxes. Make it easy for the people so they can work and pay more taxes to country. So he went to his friends and said to his friends and schoolmates, what do you people think about what the people are saying? And his friends said to him, don't mind them, they are crazy, they are sick. Tighten the taxes, tell them you will even do worse. And the Bible said that the, there was a civil uprising because the suffering was too much and the kingdom was divided into two. And that was the concern the father had that will the one that inherit me be wise or will he be a fool? He said, yet shall he have rule over all my labor wherein I have labored. He said, yet, yet, whoever inherits me shall have rule over all my labor. Tolakuta walahasit divandu katin bafanda wasan delitu kula wasiki pan oh siki daluha katahadas lahun sudalaha let our future and the outcome of it be determined by your original counsel and intent to law. Let it not be determined by man, nor by flesh and blood, nor by intelligence or counsel, but yea, let it be determined by the oracles of eternity, your original intent and counsel. Pakusavas, Sefalakatahadis. He said, yes, you have rule over everything I labored and worked for. And wherein I have showed myself wise under the sun. He said, I've been wise. I've been wise to protect the legacy, the future, the heritage, the inheritance. But I don't know whether the one that comes after me will be wise like I have been wise. Whether he will have understanding and, 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 and value what I labored and worked for. Or he will be foolish. This also is vanity. And he said, this also what is vanity. Where a man and a woman works hard, suffer and labor, to build an inheritance. And one comes who have no understanding and value of what the father and the mother had to go through to build it. And mishandle. may our sons and our daughters be wise. May they not be foolish. May they be sons and daughters with deep understanding. May they work by revelation. Ah, akusafa tu sawa, selei tu kadila ban, dukanda wasata kalisis. May they be guided by the counsel of God and the wisdom of Abba. Go ahead.
On the Hebrew calendar, 2021 is 5781. It's a year of reversing the curse. And as I have said, 2021 is, is, is the cycle of three sevens. And we are in the end of the third cycle. From now to the end of the year is the seventh month and a cycle is coming to an end. And we need to look at again, like I said, the political scenes and the happenings on the political scenes and the financial scenes. Even in, even in our country from this month to December, watch it carefully, watch and see. Watch Israel, watch America. Let's be students of prophecy. Let us not be ignorant. Let us not just live any way, anyhow. God has a purpose for our lives. Psalm 23 and verse 3. He said, Thou restored my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness. When our soul, our emotions, our reasoning, our mind, our will, our five senses is made whole. Restore means made whole to original state or position. When our soul is restored, then we can be led and guided in the paths of righteousness. Then we can do right. Please come with me to Joel 2.25. Joel 2.25. And I will restore to you the years that the locusts have eaten, the canker worm and the caterpillar and the palmer worm, my great army which are sent among you. Restoring wasted years simple has to do with restoring lost time. For those who are 60 and above, may I submit to you that you are not yet finished. That don't see your end. It's not yet over. Because God is in the business of restoring lost time. And that's why he said, I will renew your youth. I will renew your youth. He said, they that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. Let our strength be renewed. Let our ladder be greater and better than our past. Say yes. And he said, they shall run and walk and shall not faint nor weary. We will not be weary. We will not faint. We shall run one more time. We shall walk again across the corridors of the nations of our world. We are not yet finished. I am not yet finished. And I am not dying or going anywhere until I have accomplished and performed all the duties and the demands of heaven for which I was born and I came into this world. And until I am ready to meet my maker and my savior, I ain't going anywhere, irrespective of your imaginations and your ill wills and your predictions and your evil says, I'm going nowhere. I'm going to be around here and I'll leave those who devise my demise. Put your hands together. Say yes. I will restore lost time. I will restore lost time. Wasted years are bound to be restored. Hallelujah. Daniel 2.21 God has power to change times and seasons. 
He only has power over times and seasons. We don't. Go ahead. And he changeth the times and the seasons. He removeth kings and setteth up kings. He removed kings. There will be a lot of changes on the political scene. Right this year. Because it's the third, it's the, it's the third cycle of seven. It's the third cycle of three sevens. And it begins this month of June. Watch the political scene. Watch Israel. Watch America. Watch this country. There's going to be a lot of changes. As he wills. As he has determined in eternity before time began. And he would do it that men may know that the heavens do rule in the affairs of men. He would do it that men so arrogant and powerful who have no regard for the most high and the creator will bow their knee like what happened to King Nebuchadnezzar. When God said you've been weighed and found wanting, your place will be among the beasts of the field. You will crawl on your knees and you will eat grass like the beasts of the field until the day you acknowledge that the heavens rules in the affairs of men. Put your hands together. Give him praise. He giveth wisdom unto the wise and knowledge to them that know understand. Let that be our portion. Ezekiel 37, the 12th verse to the 14th verse. Therefore prophesy and say unto them, Thus saith the Lord. Thus saith the Lord God. Behold, O my people, I will open your graves and cause you to come up out of your graves. I will open your graves. We have been forgotten. Too many, we have finished. Too many, we are buried and covered in our graves. But God said, I will open the graves of my people. I will bring you back again. We will become relevant one more time. We that was forgotten and put aside and no man and no woman remembered us. We were not counted among people. We didn't matter. God said we'll become relevant once again. He said you are coming alive once again. Put your hands together. Thank God for coming alive again. Go ahead. And I will bring you into the land of Israel. And you shall know that I am the Lord. When I have opened your graves, O my people, and brought you up out of your graves, and shall put my spirit in you, and you shall live, and I, will, I shall place you in your own land, then shall ye know that I, the Lord, have spoken it and performed it, saith the Lord. Somebody say there shall be a performance. Say, do, O Lord, do, O Lord, do, O Lord. Yeah. There are wonders in the atmosphere. Jeremiah 30, 17. For I will restore health unto thee. Again, why restore health unto us? Because God needs our testimony. He needs our voices, our services. And he said, I will restore your health. You shall be restored back to health. Because I have need of you. I will deploy you. To be a voice for me. 
in high places, in political circles, in the corridors of kings and the powers that be, I will deploy you to testify of the wonders of old. I will restore your health. I will heal your wounds. Somebody is about to be healed. Let our wounds be healed in the name of Jesus. Put your hands together. Say amen, somebody. And I will heal your wounds, say the Lord, because they called thee an outcast, saying, This is Zion, whom no man seeketh after. He said, because you were rejected. Because you were despised. Because you were looked down upon. Because you were of no relevance to anyone. Because they saw no use and value of you. You were called nothing, nobody. You weren't respected. Yeah. You were not counted among those they call human beings. Zion stands for the church. You were despised. And he said, because you were mishandled, because they didn't treat you right, because you were despised and disrespected and mishandled, God said, I will turn the tables in your favor. I will turn your captivity. I will heal your wounds. I will restore you. I will cause circumstances to favor you. I will remove one on the scene and bring you on the scene. Hey, somebody, put your hands together and give him praise. You know something? Sometimes I've come to accept when I'm despised. Sometimes you call people who used to call you. Now when you call them, they don't even return your call. They see your number and they decline because they don't have need of you. You are not among those who they see. You don't bring anything to the table. You don't have deep pockets. You don't have the connections they have. They are transactional friends. They are not relational friends. You don't bring any value to the table. And I've come to accept when I'm despised and rejected, and when I don't count, and when men choose to despise me, I've come to accept that the stone that the builders reject in every society and families, every now and then, is always the stone that becomes the chief cornerstone. So I've learned, I've learned to accept it. I've learned not to be bitter and not to be hurt and not to be angry and not to be offended when I am not counted and when I'm not called upon. I've learned to accept it. I've learned to believe that my moment will come. I've learned to believe that he will prepare me a table in the presence of my enemies. I've learned to believe that he anoints my head with oil and my cup runneth over and surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. If you believe it, put your hands together. Shout yes. God said because. Because you were despised. 
because you were disrespected, because you were dishonored, because they scheme and they devise your head and demise, and they scheme to discredit you, and for you to be embarrassed and to be publicly ridiculed, to stigmatize you. Yeah. God said, because of what they have done, I will turn the tables in your favor. Yes, 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 yes. I will restore you that men may know that I, the Lord, I am God. Psalm 51 verse 12, and I need to close. Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation and uphold me with thy free spirit. Amen. He said, I will restore the joy. Every now and then, we lose the joy. We lose the joy and the experience of our salvation because we stumble, we err, we make mistakes, we miss the mark every now and then and the enemy and the adversary will accuse us, bring us under guilt. But God said, I'm in the business of restoration. I will restore unto you joy, the joy of salvation, and then I will lead you. Psalm 126 from verse 1 to 3. When the Lord turned again the captivity of Zion, we were like them that dream. Then was our mouth filled with laughter and our tongue with singing. Then said they among the heathen, the Lord hath done great things for them. The Lord hath done great things for us, whereof we are glad. May I announce and submit to you, ladies and gentlemen, I call upon heaven and I call upon the earth on the account of the blood of the Lamb to bear witness that this is the moment of restoration, that the table stands in our favor, circumstances turn in our favor, that men and women will go out of their way to favor us, our sons and our daughters, our wives and our husbands, and this house, our land and our nation shall be greatly favored, for this is the time and the moment of restoration. Somebody put your hands together, give him praise. Of the Almighty, 
let every crooked path before us from this month to 31st December be made straight let every mountain and hill be made plain let every valley be exalted let every opposition fall let every resistance come down let giants fall let lions and their mouth be tame and be shot let the voice of our enemies and accusers be silenced let there be a new beginning let a new day dawn in all of our lives let a new day dawn in this house do it lord do it lord put your hands together tell him lord do it do it do it do it lord do it lord do it lord for you are promised do it lord do it lord jesus do it lord remember our sons and our daughters our wives and our husbands and the next generation do it lord one more time lord one more time Kutalati Kasan Delay to Kadilas Are you hearing me? We lift your name Lift your name Jesus, let our adversaries, 
let our accusers be silenced in the name of Jesus. Let there be no objection. We silence the objection. We overrule every objection to the new things God is about to do. Somebody override the objection. Silence the voice of the past. Silence the voice of the errors and the mistakes on the account of the blood of Jesus. We silence the voice of every adversary. We correct the mistakes. We correct the errors by the blood of Jesus of the past, of yesterday. Let the voice of our accusers and our adversaries be silenced. Silence. Put your hands together. Declare silence. Override. Block every, every objection. We override every objection of accusers, of adversaries. We reverse the errors of the past. Hear me. Hear me. The servant of the man of God made a mistake and he became a leopard in 2 Kings 5, 27. He became a leopard. A leopard as a result of his mistakes, the errors of the past. Hear me. Everybody lives with their mistakes. Every one of us lives with regrets. And most of these regrets eh, are designed to hinder us at the prime of our lives. They are designed to deny us at Kairos moment. But for mercy that reverse the leprosy, he wouldn't have been able to stand in the presence of the king to play the strategic role he played in the restoration of the woman, the Shunammite woman. Let's pray one prayer today and say, Oh Lord, on the account of the blood of Jesus, let the errors of my past be reversed right now. Pray that prayer in the name of Jesus. Reverse. Reverse. We reverse the mistakes. We reverse the error of yesterday, of the past, on the account of the blood of the Lamb, that no accuser, adversary, or an enemy will raise an objection concerning the future and the things that you do in our lives. We thank you, Lord. We thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We give you praise. We give you glory. Please lift up your hands. I will worship you. Lift you high above the earth and the earth. I sing with me. I will worship you. Yeah. Lift you high.
every head bow all across the nations and the continents of the world at this moment is critical to everyone hearing the sound of my voice where will you stand in eternity when it is all said and done and you depart where are you going what is your destination where do you go from here if you don't have that assurance please put aside ego image self arrogance pride and say preacher pray for me I need the assurance of this one thing that my name is written in the book of life we know that you were blessed by that message and we look forward to sharing God's word with you once again for more information on this and many other Action Chapel International products and messages, you may visit our Dominion Bookshop located on the premises of Action Chapel, Spintex Road. Or you may call our offices on 030-701-1851. Or you may also visit us online at www.actionchapel.net. Once again, thank you for joining us today. And may your life continue to be changed in God's presence.